You are on Max's Island, a podcast by Meet Max Power. On Max's Island podcast, you'll hear the lived experiences of people who choose to live life a little differently. It might be a story of when they took time out and dared to do something crazy. Perhaps they made a decision to leave it all behind and follow their dreams. Or maybe they just stopped listening to what other people thought and did what was right for them. This experience becomes a story that is part of them and one that you need to hear. So, now that you're on Max's Island, listen to the wisdom in these stories and you too will be inspired to do what you have always wanted to do. Today on Max's Island, I've got a co-host. Welcome to Max's Island, Michelle. Thanks for having me, everybody. And our guest today on Max's Island is Kim Landers. Hi, Kim. How are you going? Welcome to the island. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. Kim, on Max's Island, we love to hear stories from our guests of those times in their life where things might have changed for them. Or specifically, they might have made a decision that was for themselves, where they said to the world, I'm going to change the way I look at it, and I'm doing something for myself and making a significant decision, or that life just changed for them. Do you have a time in your life where perhaps something significant happened and it's changed everything for you? I I definitely think I do. I've had a, a little bit of a life experience that, you know, wasn't something that I anticipated would, would happen, but I feel it led me on an epic journey of self-discovery and, you know, a little bit of self-reflection over this period of time. I guess I made a huge decision that absolutely changed the direction of my life and I definitely was not prepared for it. I guess I was about to step into the biggest unknown and to be honest, I was scared shitless. It was um, something that I didn't think I would be making a decision about, but I did. I guess this sort of journey touches on a few different things such as, um, you know, expectations, relationships, life lessons, you know, things along those lines. And I guess it sort of has a little bit of a strong undertone about how I found my voice and how I rediscovered myself, um, my passions, and, you know, all those good things in the world. Um, it's sort of something that was really challenging and confronting, but overall, I feel like when I look back on this experience, it was something that, um, you know, it's a little bit beautiful. I guess rising from the ashes is something I like to attach to it. It's, um, you know, about rebuilding from the start and finding purpose and meaning in this really big, bad world at times. So where did this um, experience start? Okay, so this journey started, when I look back on it, three years ago. Three years ago now. 
I made this decision to leave the marriage that I was in after a decade with this person. Um, I packed a small bag of clothes. I had zero dollars to my name and I made this decision that really changed the direction of my life. I didn't realise at that point what that would mean or what that would bring to this particular decision, but it was, it was something that I needed to do at that point in time. And it kind of set a whole lot of things in motion that um, I guess brought some really positive changes to me that I didn't know that I needed at that point in time. I know that you had a blossoming career as well. So a big decision to make a personal decision mm-hmm. obviously impacted on your career as well. It did. It really did. It was... Um, when I'm reflective of this, it was a lot of things were happening at this particular time in my life. So the career that I was in at that particular time, um, it didn't land how I thought it would. I was chasing permanency for so long that I thought that that was going to give me the security that I needed. That just wasn't working for me. And I decided that I needed to look outside of where I was and it just wasn't happening. So I decided to, to venture and reach out to the connections that I'd built over a period of time. And it kind of led me to a really interesting point in a, a career that I didn't, it was similarly aligned, I guess, um, but something that changed the direction and um, kind of moved me out of the comfortability of Perth. I, you know, I, I ventured into a new space and um Gosh, I landed in Canberra, <laughs> in Canberra of all places. I've known you, you have always spoken about living somewhere else, but you spoke about living in a place like Canada or the US. So how did you end up in little old Canberra? It's so funny that you should say that because I think it's this um, interesting piece to my puzzle. So as a kid, it was like, you know, the biggest goal that I wanted to, to do. I wanted to venture and, and Canada was it. It was, that was the goal. That was it. I met my partner at the time and, you know, I kind of parked that for a little while. And then this new adventure, you know, sort of came up unexpectedly and instead of Canada, it ended up being Canberra. So how bizarre, <laughs> how bizarre can that be? And it was really interesting, um, not that it was, you know, something that um, I would usually do or um, it was just something that I thought I'd try because I was recommended it. I, I met with a clairvoyant. I needed some clarity at this particular time in my life. There was so much going on. There was so much chaos. And she had sort of indicated this, this life decision and, and things and it was this mix of Canberra, Canada, nobody was really sure. And then things kind of fell into place and the next minute I knew I was packing my suitcase and I was, um, I was heading to the nation's capital and I've been here for three years. One suitcase and you admitted that not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. How did you feel making that journey? I was petrified. I had to, I think, borrow some of my mum's clothes at that point in time. I, I didn't have a whole lot of, um, you know, work gear with me. Um, I took my dad's credit card and, and I was on a plane. I was going. I didn't know what I was throwing myself into, but um, 
I was going. So I, um, I, I don't know why. I just, I had to do this. I, I just had to put the big girl panties on and um, I landed in a foreign place, what it felt like. Canada, Canberra, either or. And, and I just delved into this new job opportunity that I was given with an amazing mentor um, that I previously worked with in um, my previous job. Was that the only person you knew? I knew one other person here. It was a girlfriend that I'd met um, through my brother. I didn't know her very well, um, but she definitely welcomed me with open arms. And um, she's how I met a lot of my connection and I guess I've reestablished my culture here in Canberra. So you just said connection and I know that that's a big part of you and your personality as a whole. That's obviously helped you in a brand new city. How has that impacted your journey? So you've arrived in Canberra, you know no one except a handful of people. You've been thrust into this pretty important part in your career how did making those connections help with where you are now? I think when I look back on how this has sort of progressed in my space, finding connection and finding grounding was really important for me. And I was so blessed to land in a place that um, I needed to at that particular point in time. I was surrounded by some of the most successful and motivational um, people I could have ever been blessed to meet at that particular point in time. And um, their motivation was what kind of pushed me to succeed and pushed me into this career that, that just made me really hungry to rebuild and start again and do it in the best best way possible for me. And in that, I have met beautiful mentors and coaches that are still a, a stock part of my life that um, I talk to regularly, who, who keep me grounded, who consistently hold me accountable in hitting those goals and targets that I, that I set to achieve coming to Canberra. Kim, you arrived there at a time just prior to COVID. We're from WA in Australia. WA effectively got locked off to the rest of Australia for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was an interesting scenario that you actually couldn't come home anyway, or it was very, very difficult to come home. So any homesickness, I guess, was erased because of the fact that you just couldn't come home. So you did need to immerse yourself in your new environment, in your new lifestyle, and that maybe made it a little bit easier. I think it did in some aspects. It gave me, I guess, the distance that I needed that I didn't know I needed. Sometimes when you're um, surrounded by, you know, the people that know you the most, they tend to maybe stifle some of the decisions that you would make. You maybe don't trust your gut instinct and go with what you know is right for you because you know, you're consistently trying to make others happy around you. So being in this new world, this new space and rediscovering myself um, at this point in time, I think gave me the perfect opportunity to focus on me and, and do what I needed to do and stay driven, stay hungry, consistently reassess those goals and just be successful to the capacity that I knew I could be. Do you think the fact that you'd made the decision was such a big decision to sever ties with a whole lots of parts of your life and then remove yourself from, from Perth, 
Do you think that actually was that nearly made it a little bit easier to to look forward and that you um, were able to focus purely on yourself and as you've, you've said make decisions that were on your gut instincts and what you felt was the right thing for you and that you actually focused on yourself Oh, it was really, you know, it was what I needed. I think I was just too involved in in a world that wasn't really what I wanted and what I needed. And so it definitely gave me that space and clarity to to really navigate and set a new path for what I needed. And I guess, you know, some of those fundamental things to kind of, you know, top yourself up and focus on on your authentic self and growing whether it's you know career spiritually relationships all those sorts of things it definitely gave me the space to to think a little bit more broadly and be bold I guess in some of the decisions that I I could make independently obviously advice and and things along the way as you go is you know we're humans we like that a little bit of reassurance and validation but um it definitely I guess took me back to that confident bold passionate self that I always knew I was I'm interested to ask, because you've introduced two real extremes, you've introduced the reference point you had with some mentors who were able to guide you, but you also made reference to a clairvoyant. (laughs) Both ends of the spectrum there. I'm really interested to understand whether there was any intersection with what you got out of of connecting with both. And what made you seek a clairvoyant? Look, I think they bring two very different perspectives to things. Sometimes I find with mentoring coaching, it's possibly a little bit different. It's kind of um, when you have those set goals and aspirations and you need the direction or, or the stepping stones or fundamental skills to kind of get you there. So I found that that was what I needed in coaching and mentoring in that particular space. But I think sometimes when you're feeling a little bit cloudy in all the other personal things that you don't necessarily always want to share with a mentor or a coach, I, th- I thought to myself, maybe this clairvoyant is going to give me this magical direction that is going to open the heavens above and is going to give me some magical message to say, yes, you're on the right path or the next door is going to open for you. And it was only one experience that I had and it was a positive one but I've never gone back to it. it. It served its purpose for what it was, but I found that, you know, having that mentoring and coaching was more attuned to what I needed in my life moving forward. You're in Canberra. You're being supported. Your career's pivoted a little bit. Where are you at now from a career point of view? And is one of the aspirations to eventually move out of Canberra? Look, it's kind of... Um, the point possibly where I'm stuck and still trying to, to navigate and unravel, um, Canberra has been so good for my soul, so good for my career, um, and I still think I have a lot of learning to do here. I don't think my journey is quite done with Canberra. Whether this is home, I'm not sure yet. I think there are a lot of other factors, you know, that sort of come into that Definitely with, you know, the pandemic, that, is, that has been an interesting one. It's um, kind of showed us that we can, you know, work in a really diverse way and we can probably do that any place in the world. And if anything, it's probably sparked that piece of joy in me a little bit and um, 
maybe open up my perspective to go, maybe Perth isn't the next thing in coming home, I guess. I'm looking at bigger and brighter things. I think that international is definitely the way that's possibly next for me. Whether that is Canada, I'm not sure if that's still on the cards for me. But definitely I think this has been the best stepping stone in being in Canberra. Not home forever, but great for right now. And um, I think something is is better. There's something better. It's it's coming. It's there. It's just um, I'm working towards that at the moment. I know that your family unit in Perth is quite close. How did they feel about your decision to pretty quickly up and leave? And have they come and visited you now that the borders are open? Look, it's been a definite struggle for my family. I think we have never really spent time apart in, you know, apart from me upping and leaving. It was really challenging spending our first Christmas away from each other. So I think if my mum had a choice, um, you know, she'd be like, Kim, get yourself back home. And I think she tells me that on a monthly basis, you know, and, and that's definitely her goal and her driving feeling to, to kind of get me home. And I do want to be home to, you know, to have that family time. I think when I made the decision to come to Canberra, it was kind of on the premise that I knew I could get on a plane and go home and see my family at any point in time that I really needed to. And my world changed when when the pandemic sort of hit and that wasn't an option. I was really grateful that my parents could come and visit me and sort of, you know, check in and and see that I was fine in Canberra and you know I hadn't fallen off a cliff or or anything dramatic in in that nature but look I'm I'm definitely heading back to Perth in the next you know week or two and I guess that'll be the deciding decision as to you know is this a viable long-term thing in Canberra can my family survive without me I'm sure they can (laughs) But just maybe finding other ways that we connect. And I think we've been able to do that through the pandemic. Often when we've experienced something that's significant change in in your life, when you reflect back over time, you realise that, you know, things have really changed. You perceive things a little differently. Do you have any life lessons that you've taken away from your, your last three years? I don't think. Um, you know my particular situation scenario is is unique I feel there are you know a lot of people that have made these really bold and and big decisions and um, you know have decided to pivot and change as as they they need to I guess the life lessons that I have taken away from my experience is no matter how complicated a circumstance or or issue or um you know whatever life life um situations you're going through at the moment you've got to dig deep and and kind of really decide what's next and what do you really want and to recognize when a situation isn't serving your bigger purpose and being bold in making a decision to change that and there's times that you're going to fall over and, and the decisions are not always going to be the best decisions, but it's about having that resilience to keep picking yourself up, keep holding yourself accountable and keep positive in situations because there are always life lessons to learn out of anything that's kind of thrown our way. So I guess I've learned to trust my gut instinct, be bold in the decisions that I'm making And I guess 
find that passion and that thing that makes you authentically you and find how that fits into all facets of your life, whether that's your career, your relationships, your family, because I feel like we can have it all. We might not be able to have it all at the same time, but we definitely can have it all. Have you taken that philosophy and applied it to all aspects? Do you live entirely boldly now or have you in those three years found that you have fallen back into some sort of comfortable routine? Do you have to remind yourself, wait a minute, I'm here. Does this serve my bigger purpose? Oh, I have to consistently have those stop and checkpoints for myself because I'm very conscious that I don't want to fall back into negative habits that I had before or to relive a situation that didn't serve me purpose or didn't, um, you know, give me the desired outcome that I wanted. So I consistently have these checkpoints and whether it's my mentoring sessions, whether it's just debriefing with my girlfriends and going, hey, I just need to unpack this situation. I just need to have an honest conversation about it, whether it's picking up the phone, um, you know, to my mum in tears and, and having those meltdowns. It's all part of this journey in life it's ups downs and sometimes the highs are really high and the lows are going to be really low but we pivot and we turn and we're resilient and um, I feel like this particular journey has tested me in all facets of my life whether it's career relationships friendships family and it's definitely you know I'm not perfect I haven't landed in the perfect space but I've definitely grown and um, I consistently grow and I make sure that, you know, I've got that five-year plan in place and and I try and hold myself to that and pivot and change when, um, you know, I really need to because that's life. It's not always going to, you know, go as we so hope it to be. But having the tools, I guess, the tools in the kit, if that's one lesson that I've learned too, it's, um, you know, in meeting people and building your relationships um, and having those life experiences, you're consistently, you know, building that toolkit. And when you come to a situation that um, you need to, you know, open that toolkit, hopefully you've got enough in there to get you through those situations. Kim, as we wind up your time on Max's Island, You've talked a lot about referencing other people, mentors, and and those that have helped you along the way, and that you've grown. Have you grown to a point where you now are confident to mentor those that may need to make a big decision and provide your life experience and lived experience of coming out of a comfortable relationship, city, where you've lived all your life to being on your own again in a new place do you think you're in a position now where you could comfortably mentor somebody who is facing challenges and needs to make a decision of course I definitely do um I think when I consistently look back at at my experiences and um you know the people that I've met along the journey uh, the one thing that I've learned is consistently pay it forward when you can pay it forward My way forward now is to definitely provide the advice where I can in an honest and frank way, but obviously with the sensitivities that come with some of the deeper conversations that you could have, um, share life lessons because there's probably somebody who's going through the same thing that you are and they just need to hear that it's okay 
sometimes and not to be judged in in their decisions or to change their mind about their decisions and um I feel like I've got enough tools in my toolkit to definitely share that and take that role on and um, hopefully grow somebody so that they can pass that on to somebody else too. Kim, that's a great piece of advice. You're only a young woman, but you've experienced quite a bit in recent times. And I love that philosophy of paying it forward and using that lived experience to benefit not only yourself, but benefit others. So thanks for being on the island. Thanks, Kimmy. It's been great to have my co-host with me today. Great to see you. You have an infectious, enthusiastic presence that we all know and love, and I'm sure that there are many in your now corporate and, and social circles in Canberra that are benefiting from that. So good luck in the next step of your career, and we look forward to seeing you on Max's Island at some stage in the future. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great time, guys. Thanks. We spoke on the bus on the way home from work. He was lost in the details of life. Each day was a blur. Oh, work and no play and how. How it had turned out this way He told me his plan A short-term escape Five weeks on the Bibbulmun track Go it alone No one to blame If he finished Or fell by the way sense was engaged, his mind was as clear as the sky, completely alone, no emails or phone and nothing.